Last week I started a series on life, living in fullness every day. So we're going to continue talking a little bit about that as well and kind of tie in some things about water, water, oh boy, help me Jesus, when smoke gets in your mouth. Can it get in your mouth? I hope not. Anyway, and emphasizing water baptism. So kind of our theme a scripture for this series on living in fullness every day has been John chapter 10, verse 10 out of the Amplified. So we do want to read that tonight. The thief comes only in order to steal and kill and destroy. But this is why Jesus came. I came that you may have and enjoy life and have it in abundance. Now read this part with me. To the full till it overflows. Amen. And this kind of life that we're talking about is the God kind of life. The Greek word for it here is zoe, which means life as God has it. How do you think God has life? Do you think in heaven that God's old and decrepit? Do you think that the streets in glory are full of potholes and things are rusted out? No. Heaven's wonderful. God's in good shape. So he wants us to have and enjoy the life that he sent his son Jesus to give us. And I would dare say all of you would agree that that is a good life. Amen. The Bible says over in James that every good gift and every perfect gift cometh down from the father of life. So if it's good, it's God. If it's bad, it's the devil. If you want to keep your doctrine straight, that's a good way to do it. Just remember, God is good. Amen. And he came to give us a good life. So when uh, people are baptized tonight, I think it's just a good reminder for us that water baptism is really an outward symbol of an inward work. How many of you in here are born again? You believe in Jesus with all of your heart. He's your Lord. He's your Savior. Well, that's great. All the hands went up. So we know that being baptized in water doesn't save you. Just like our brother Andy said, he was sprinkled when he was four years old, but he was kind of like, you know... Maybe as an adult, I need to get another dip, right? (laughs) I need to be immersed. I need to be water baptized. And baptized means to be under submission to, under submersion. So it is an expression that, hey, what Jesus has done for me, that work on the inside of me, that life of God that he came to give me, that's working on the inside of me. When I'm water baptized, I'm saying, really, I got the life of God in me. His life, his nature, his ability are working on the inside of me. And I just want, through this act of baptism, I want it to be an expression that I am his and he is mine. And what he has given for me to have and enjoy in this life, I'm going to walk in it. Do y'all like benefits? How many of you work for a company that gives you benefits? Well, we all like to have benefits. Well, the Bible tells us in Psalms 103, bless the Lord, bless the Lord, 
Oh, my soul. And forget not all his benefits who redeems our life from destruction. I'm thankful as believers that we can be redeemed from destruction that the enemy would try to throw our way. And water baptism is a picture of this. That the old man was buried with Christ. And the new man is risen with him. That same power that raised Jesus from the dead has raised us to newness of life in him. That same power will keep our physical bodies strong. That same power will give us victory over sin And over death that the enemy would try to bring in our lives. Jesus came for a purpose, of course, to save us. But I like how the Bible says in 1 John chapter 3 verse 8. Again, this tells us why the enemy came, but why Jesus came. He who sins is of the devil, for the devil has sinned from the beginning. But for this purpose, the Son of God was manifest, that he might destroy the works of the devil. So we know that sin holds men bound, and it brings death, and it brings destruction. But Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil and to set men free. How many of you are free tonight? You're free in Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm thankful for the freedom that we have in him. And because of that power, because of that life of God that's working on the inside of us, we can live overcoming lives. He has made us more than conquerors through him that loved us through the work of Jesus in our lives. We don't have to be bound. We don't have to be all all tangled up, wrapped up in sin and in who we used to be. We're brand new creations in Christ Jesus. And we all know what happens if we sow to the flesh. We know what happens if we yield to sin and to wrongdoing. And the Bible tells us what happens. In Romans chapter 6, verse 23, out of the Amplified, it says this, for the, wages, for the wages which sin pays is death, but the bountiful free gift of God is eternal life through in union with Jesus Christ our Lord. Sin has wages And the wages is death. We're not going to center in on that. But we know that if people continually sin and they're not born again and they sow to wrong deeds and wrongdoing, they're going to reap death because they're going to be separated from God. But you and I are free because Jesus paid a debt for us. It says the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life. Jesus paid a debt he did not owe. You and I owed a debt. 
we could not pay, but the blood of Jesus has paid it for us. The blood of Jesus was a satisfactory price. And when the enemy tries to come and he is the accuser of the brethren and he tries to accuse us day and night and say, you know, we're not worthy and all of this stuff, the blood will forever cry out, yes. They're worthy. They're worthy through me. The debt has been paid. It's been canceled. Hallelujah. How would you react if your bank called you up and they said, all your debts have been paid. Your house is paid off. Your car loan has been paid off. All your credit cards have been taken care of. How would you act, Charles? How would you act? How would some of you act? I think you'd jump up and do a happy dance, right? That's exactly what Jesus has done for us. He paid the full price to redeem us, spirit, soul, and body. Hallelujah. The Bible emphasizes this in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 19 and amplified again. It says, it was God personally present in Christ, reconciling and restoring the world to favor with himself. Not counting up and holding against men their trespasses. Don't you love this part? But canceling them. And committing to us the message of reconciliation, of the restoration of favor. Hallelujah. You can be happy in church. Just think about what Jesus has done. Think about, he didn't just give us eternal life, but he came that we could have and enjoy life here, now in this time on this earth in the way that one of the ways he said we can enjoy life is he has reconciled us to himself and he's not holding against us our trespasses and our past he canceled them out hallelujah how many of you know that old hymn pastor was talking about me and and pt some of you grew up in church the old account was settled long ago long ago down on my knees the old account was settled long ago what was it settled by the blood of jesus that washes us pure hallelujah So how many of you tonight are partaking of this wonderful God kind of life? Hallelujah. How do we continually partake of what he's done for us? Well, we know it's through abiding in him. It's staying vitally connected to Jesus. It's being in his word. It's fellowshipping with him through prayer and communion. And it's walking in unbroken fellowship. That's our part to play as believers if we want to enjoy life in its fullness every day. Then we have some things that we as believers need to walk in. Romans chapter 6 verse 11, again in the Amplified, it says, Even so, consider yourself also dead to sin and your relation to it broken, but alive 
to God. We're talking about living in God, life in God, but alive to God, living in unbroken fellowship with him in Christ Jesus. So this tells us here, we need to, if we want to enjoy life as he's given it to us, we need to consider ourselves dead to sin. Our relationship with it broken. That does not mean that we're not ever going to miss it. That we're not ever going to sin. But it does mean we're not in relationship with it. We're not married to it. We're not serious with it. We're not even going steady with it. Some of you that are my age, you know what that means in high school. Oh, we're going steady. No, you're not dating sin. You're not in a relationship with sin. You're not married to it. You're not even going steady with it. Amen. It has no dominion over us. Glory be to God. We don't have to yield our members to sin. Of course we do, but it's not our Lord. And it goes on to say here in verse 12, let not sin therefore rule as king in your mortal, short-lived, perishable bodies to make you yield to its cravings and be subject to lust and evil passions. We need to determine sin, you are not my Lord. I am not going to serve you. I don't have to yield to you anymore. Temptations are going to come. Cravings may be there. But through the help of the greater one on the inside of us and the power of the Holy Spirit, we do not have to yield our members to that old lifestyle, to those old cravings and those old habits. Oftentimes, we have to remind our old Sin nature, the old man, that he's dead and he's not in charge anymore. You know, your flesh will still want to be in charge. Your emotions will still want to be in charge. We were just recently in Branson, Missouri, and we got to spend some time with one of our granddaughters, Eden. She's four. And I was playing with her up in her little playroom. And she had this, well, I called it a jack-in-the-box. It wasn't jack. It was. She thought that was funny because it was a clown. It's not jack. It's a clown. But anyhow, so we're playing with that, cranking that thing up. And then, you know, once it pops up, and when I kept trying to push it back in there so we could keep playing, and that thing would not stay in the box. And her other grandmother is from New Orleans. And uh, she, <laughs> she has a real strong accent. And she watches Eden quite a bit too. And she said, she looked at me and she said, Grammy, he just don't want to stay in that box. That's how she said it. He just don't want to stay in that box. And it reminded me that that's our flesh sometimes. It's like a jack in the box. You got it down in the box. But then something comes and somebody says something. They say something to you and you can feel that crank turning. They do something. And up pops Jack out of the box. You try to push it back down in there and he just keeps popping up. And these thoughts come. Ooh, you know what they said. You need to give them a piece of your mind. 
That's what the old sin nature. That's what our flesh would say. Give them a peace of mind. I heard somebody say years ago, I wouldn't do that if I were you. You need all the pieces of your mind that you've got. Don't give any pieces away. Keep it all. You need it. But then they'll, then they'll do something. They'll do something in here. Up he pops again. And your emotions will say, wow, just wait until they least expect it. And then get even. Just wait till they least expect it and do or say something to them. Do you think that that's the life of God speaking? Do you think that that is that brand new creation on the inside of us acting that way or thinking those thoughts? No, that's the old man. That's the man that was crucified with Christ. That's the man that we have to keep under. Let me ask you this. When those things happen, what do you do? What do you say? Well, our response ought to be, oh, no, you don't. No, you don't. If you want to call him Jack, oh, no, you don't, Jack. You're not popping up out of the box today. And you are dead. I'm going to remind you that you are dead. And a dead man has no rights and no response. Well, I don't want to be ugly or graphic, but if a person is dead and you go and you see them in a coffin, you can go up there. I would not be very respectful, but you could go up there and you could say, hey, did you know I always wanted to tell you that your wife is ugly and your dog, you got the dumbest dog I ever saw. You know what? Not respectful and I don't advise that and don't do that to anybody, but... If someone did do that, do you think that person is going to respond? No. Why? Because they're dead. And we ought to see that old man dead and not able to respond, not able to be in charge. We've got the greater one on the inside of us. We're in a brand new Family, If you didn't hear pastor's message today, you need to go and listen to it. But a portion of what he was talking about was in Colossians 1.13, that we have been translated out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. We're in a brand new family. We're in a brand new kingdom. And we have a brand new nature. And I just got one more scripture. And it's our choice to walk In this newness of life. It's our choice to take off the old man, the old way of walking and talking and thinking and living and put on the new man. My last scripture is Colossians chapter 3 verse 10. Again, I'll amplify. And have clothed yourselves with the new spiritual self which is ever in the process of being renewed and remodeled into fuller and more perfect knowledge upon knowledge after the image, the likeness of him who created it. I love that passage of scripture. We are supposed to clothe ourselves With this new spiritual self. I dare say there's people in here tonight. Or those that may listen online. That need a wardrobe change. Some of you have been walking around in robes of unrighteousness. 
robes of guilt and shame of the past. Robes of heaviness. But he said, put on. Put on this new garment. Put on the new man. Put on the royal robe of righteousness. And if you've been through some stuff and your past haunts you and there's sorrow and there's sadness and oppression that tries to attack itself, attach itself to you, then do what the Bible says. He has given us a garment of praise for a spirit of heaviness. As people are baptized tonight, and as you watch them being baptized, I want you just to, in your imagination, in your spiritual imagination, just see yourself alive unto Christ. And if you need to put some things off, those that are being baptized, and and again, those that are watching, if there's things that have tried to constantly attach themselves to you, as you're baptized tonight, just see them submerged. See them under they're going under and see that you are putting on that new man you're coming up a new person you're coming up walking in that newness of life it is a choice and he said here how he said this I love that it's a process of being renewed and remodeled into fuller and more perfect knowledge it's not instant Don't you wish when you got born again that all of a sudden God just downloaded everything that he is, everything that he has, and your mind is changed. Oh, you'd be great if your body was changed. You lost like 20 pounds. Hallelujah. That'd be awesome, wouldn't it? But putting on the new man is a process. Just like, you know, we don't talk about diets in this church. They're not, that's not a happy thought. But it's just like if you were on a diet, You cannot expect to lose 20 pounds overnight. If you're going to make the decision that you're going to go on this journey, it's a process. And you might miss it. You might have a cookie. You might have a donut. And if you're on a diet, I don't want to be talking about that. But you may miss it. But you realize I'm on a journey. It's a process. So what am I going to do? I'm not going to let a setback make me sit back. I'm going to prepare for a comeback. So I'm going to get up the next day and I'm going to get back on this journey, back in this process of getting healthy. And it's the same with our spiritual man. We might miss it. We might sin. We might stumble. But we're going to get up. We're going to say, oh, no, I'm not going to put on that robe of unworthiness. I'm not going to put on that robe of guilt and shame. I'm just going to put back on that robe that I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus. That royal robe of righteousness. Hallelujah. And I just want to say this in closing. How many closings have I had? Anyway, don't be discouraged. During this process, he said here, it's a process of being renewed and remodeled. Has anybody ever remodeled your home? It doesn't happen overnight either. It's a process. And you can get discouraged if day after day you see piles of construction stuff in your kitchen. But he's saying, don't get discouraged during the process and the journey that you are on. Stay with it. Hallelujah. 
And the, and through this process, hallelujah, through renewing our minds to the word of God. Like he said here, knowledge, knowledge upon knowledge, meditating on who we are in Christ Jesus, meditating on the life of God that's on the inside of us, finding scriptures that encourage us will cause us to live in fullness every day. Amen.